Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and don't even do the fucking <laughs> intro. Don't don't do the intro. This is not. We're not in a good mood. Today. Here we are once again, every fucking year. Same. I feel like we could just. Post a rerun of our last season episode where we talked about this fucking same bullshit over and over again. And we thought it would be different this year. We really did. We did. We thought this was the year. I promised myself that I wasn't going to believe in them until they won a playoff series. Yet, they hooked me in. They, They hooked me in again because they've won that fucking game one five nothing. Which should have been six nothing, but they won at five nothing, and everyone bought in. Everyone bought in, and here we are. I'll tell you who didn't buy in: the Maple Leafs themselves. They did not buy in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because they lost, they got absolutely mollywopped in game two. Mollywopped. Yeah, this series went back and forth. And there's there's so many things that you can blame here. There's so many we, different things. We wanted to wait until today, the Sunday after mm-hmm. Game 7. We were going to record yesterday. Yeah. Uh, to decide, you know, like what, what we were going to talk about here. And, and you know, this could have gone either way. And I remember one of our first episodes, it might have been our very first episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast, where you talked... A lot about heartbreak and you spoke a lot about the relationship that you had and how much it felt like a relationship in real life with the Maple Leafs mm-hmm. and how much heartbreak you've had and how it's like going back to a girlfriend every single year that you absolutely hate but still love at the same time not, here we are not inaccurate again yeah here we are do we do we go to like therapy for this like do we just See if we can get a two for one special. See, that's what I'm wondering. Like, maybe, maybe the Leafs have a deal with some like big, big, like mental health therapy companies in Toronto. That maybe you know, they'll mess with them so much. They'll mess with the Leaf fans so much that all of these companies that provide therapy just make bank. I've never talked about the Maple Leafs to. Um, any sort of therapist, but maybe, maybe I need to. I'm going to give you a few stats here. I'm just, you know, obviously Twitter is blowing up this morning yeah, and I have as they should be all of the Twitter <laughs> yeah. comments and concerns okay. and, and it has been 20,102 days oh since God. a Stanley cup. It has been 6,699 days since the Leafs have won a playoff series. It has been 812 days since they have lost to an AHL Zamboni driver. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there, eh? Had to throw that Internet one in there. Internet remains undefeated. <laughs> Just... the, the Leafs, every single year that they don't win a Stanley Cup from 1960-fucking-7 they become more and more of a joke of a franchise. No matter how good they look, you can put as many 60 goal scorers on this team in a regular season. Everyone starts at zero in the playoffs. 
everyone. And that just goes to show that's either the playoff format. Well, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. But the playoff format is the stupidest fucking playoff format. I've said it multiple times on this show. But the fact that the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, two of the best teams in the league, statistically in the regular season, had to face each other in the first round is one of the stupidest fucking things on this planet. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care for that much. You know, if they're going to face top competition, they have to be top competition. You look at last year, they were, uh, you know, matched up against the number eight seed, the the what everyone thought was the worst seed in the playoffs doesn't matter the division mm-hmm. and they still lost to the That's Montreal Canadiens. So a team that finished dead last this whether season. they're facing the best team or the worst team doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to find a way to lose. Let's just go back to the Montreal Canadiens for a quick second. I, I don't want to spend any time speaking about the Montreal Canadiens, but just for a second, mm-hmm. they finished last this season. Yeah, They did make it to the Stanley Cup final last season, but they finished last this season. Somehow they slid by every other team. Then, of course, the one season they finished last, they get first overall pick in the draft. And Shane Wright is going to the Montreal Canadiens. But the Leafs lost to the Habs last season in seven games. They were up 3-1. They had the chance to finish it. Mm -hmm. I was a lot more mad last season than I am this season because... Tampa was such a formidable opponent. And if you want to break this down, I am more mad at the refereeing of the NHL than I am about the Leafs. You look at last night's game, for instance. The game should have ended 2-2. We lost a 2-2 game. Yeah. How do you call back... Phantom high stick call. The stupidest fucking, like, you're calling interference, you're calling cross-checking on things that aren't interference and cross-checking. You, you can't call back a goal on a call that's a no-call. Someone falls down on their own accord and you call back a goal in a Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. And the yeah. whole thing about, you know, the refs uh, the refs have come out and said, and the NHL commissioner has come out and said that um, they will do not everything in their power, but they will go out of their way to make sure there aren't five-on-three matchups in the playoffs. How many times did the Tampa Bay Lightning have a five-on-three in this series? It's unbelievable. On diving I mean, calls. I don't know. I don't know what the the Leafs have to do to to you know, this isn't as bad as the Raptors have had it in years past, no. like with the the calls against them. But it is it is bad. Like that bad that that game should not have been turned in the way it was. And the refs decided that game last night. They decided the game. Yeah, maybe the Leafs are saving it for twenty sixty seven, the centennial. No, maybe the hundred year anniversary. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> they're trying for the Centennial Cup. It's never been done to before. To say it's been a hundred years. If we get to that point, if I'm still a fan in 2067, 
then that's on me. They had two games to close us out. They were up in game six, three to two. Well, they were down to start off the game. They were yeah. down two nothing, and then they came back. They fought back. See, that's the one of the things that's different about last season than this season is that last season they just played like shit. Like they were so bad in that playoff series last season. And whether you can chalk that up to uh, Tavares getting um, a knee to the face in game one and then being, you know, shaken up for the rest of the series, or you can accredit that to the lack of fans, because I don't think they were doing 100% capacity last season, were they? They weren't. No. No. Um, but this season, the fans showed up, you know, like game one, we won 5 nothing, and that was... I will say partially due to the fan base that showed up to that game. It's one of the loudest arenas I've ever seen. And then, you know, they, yeah, they showed up. And the Leafs were good in this series. They weren't great, but they were good. They were great some games. They were great in game one, great in game three. But that's the thing. Like, they, they weren't bad. They came out and they they gave it their all. They just ran into the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Who do you think had the better season? I know you said Montreal finished dead last this season. Yeah. But in a way, did they not have a better season than the Leafs, considering that the Leafs just lost in the first round? Montreal now has a new head coach and now have the first overall pick in the draft. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've revamped their entire management team. The Leafs had a meaningless regular season. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. They lost in the first round, and now they probably have a shit draft pick, if any at all. I don't even think they have a first-round draft pick this season. So the outcome, obviously, is better in Montreal's favor. But if the Leafs continue to to trade away their first-round picks every year for Giordano, for Nick Foligno, for whoever the fuck else that they want to rent for the year and they continue to lose in the first round. That's why this team's not really drafting anyone and developing anyone is because they keep giving away their picks. That's the thing. Like they, they kept, we keep, yeah. Like you said, we keep giving away our first round picks for these rentals. And cause every single year, it looks like we hundred percent go all in, put all of our chips in on that season. And if you continue to put all of your chips in on every single season, you're going to get to a point like you're like you're saying where we have nothing in the bank we have no prospects we have nothing going forward if these if some of these players leave this offseason we have no picks to develop new superstars yeah like okay do we want to break down what this team should do this offseason or what they what we want them to do I don't think they need to blow it up. I don't think they, in no way, shape, or form, should they get rid of Kyle Dubas or Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe has proven himself to be a great manager and a good leader of this team. Though I was talking last night to as many people as I could to fucking blow this team up, do it. Just no, fucking... they have the good. They have a great core. But what is their their problem? Defense and goaltending. That has been their Achilles heel. See, I don't think goaltending was the problem. Goaltending was the problem. This got, series? They got shelled in game four, in game two. Yeah. Right? Like, 
But if your you goaltender look at the has as a to whole, has to give them a chance to win. And Soup is just he's great at times, but he's also inconsistent at times. He's also this entire year he's been battling the demons. He's you know had a rough year. Maybe the workload was a problem. I don't know, but like he's not a bona fide number one. He's a one A or sorry a one B. We need a one A. But what kind of capital can we invest in this offseason? If to the go Leafs out had and gone get... out and gotten a Marc Andre Fleury at the deadline, like Minnesota did, that is a one A. Even now at his age. Even now at his age, Mike Smith just had a shutout in Game Seven when it mattered the most. Mike Smith. But Mike Smith is one of the worst goalies in the NHL. But he's been there and done that. He's carried an Arizona Coyotes team to the finals before. Yeah, like, what, 10 years ago? You know, and I don't know. You just need someone who has that veteran presence, who has been there, done that before. You know, we've seen in the years past where goalies have taken over in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, like Curry Price, Vasilevsky. Curry Price last year. Curry Price last season, yeah. If they can find a way to acquire a Curry Price, well, Curry Price is ten million dollars. Well, if it gets cap. bought out, and I don't know if they can find a way, and that's the kind of goaltender that we need. But the defense is what needs to be fixed. Justin Hall is not a player. There was there was a lot of questionable decisions in terms of roster this specific playoff series. Like taking Wayne Simmons out, yes, he made a stupid mistake and it cost us a goal, um, and he got a game misconduct for it. But I don't think you take him out of this series. I think you put him right back in there. Taking him out and putting in a Justin Hall is not the answer. Yeah. I think Wayne Simmons deserved to be in that playoff series. He was providing grit that we needed. This was a very physical playoff series. And taking Wayne Simmons out of that equation, I don't think was the right call. The unrestricted free agents that the Maple Leafs have coming up, we have Mikheyev, Pierre Engvall, Jason Spezza, unrestricted. unrestricted. Engvall, Spezza, Blackwell, Giordano, Labushkin, Lilligren is a re- restricted free agent. He'll for sure be back. He's a defender of the future for the Leafs. Uh-huh. Um, and he's only 22. They drafted him 17th overall two years ago. Uh, and, of course, Jack Campbell. He's unrestricted. <clears throat> right, because we do have Peter Morazic for two fucking more years. But we don't have Campbell. So this is your opportunity. They, in my opinion, they need to re-sign Jack Campbell because they need to. Um, but I would love to bring back Jason Spezza. However, for the sake of Jason Spezza, if you want to win a cup, Jason, if you're listening, don't come back to the Leafs. I know you probably have a year, maybe two left on your playing career. If you would like to win a cup, please go somewhere else. <laughs> It's not going to happen here. Uh, yeah, the Leafs just need to shore up their, their line. A um, couple targets that the Leafs could be looking at this offseason. Philip Forsberg. Is he a free agent this offseason? Free agent. Ben Chirot. 
I thought they were going to go after Sherratt at the deadline. They need a Sherratt. A lot of people were That's what thinking. this team is missing is a Ben Sherratt. The Leafs like, really blew it at the deadline when they acquired Giordano instead of a Ben Sherratt or a Marc-Andre Fleury. A very aged Giordano. And I love him. I met him a couple times, actually. He came into uh, my work a couple times. Yeah. And I actually He like, was playing a third defensive pairing mm-hmm. when he came to the Leafs. Inserting Justin Hall into the series after game one was just the, 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 everyone, every Toronto Maple Leafs fan just collectively rolled their eyes when we saw that Justin Hall was back in this series. I have a very unpopular thought. Shoot it. Leafs should trade William Nylander this offseason. Wow, you sound like every old white dude that cheers for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They should trade William Nylander. He's one of our best players. And he's only, what, $5 million against our cap? No. Nylander's like eight or nine. No, I think it's only like six or something like that. Um, The reason I'm saying we should trade him, if we can get a top defender back, and I'm saying top defender and we can probably do that because William Nylander's played on the second line and produced he is easily a first line winger and can sometimes play a center if go on go on I'm just putting it out there if we can acquire a top defender with his contract with his you know his asset then would you not do it if we can acquire either a Roman Yossi, a Kale McCarr, or a Victor Hedman, if we can package something with Nylander to get one of those three... Kale McCarr. <laughs> He's never going to get traded. No. God, no. <laughs> but, oh my God, if we were to get I a just, Kale McCarr... I look at William Nylander and his lack of physicality... His lack of size is just embarrassing. But he's so good. Yeah, he's a point-per-game player. But his he's a liability defensively. And it's a joke. Like, he's... I don't know what his plus-minus was this year, but it can't be very good. I'm sure we could look that up. But uh, in terms of the unrestricted free agents that you mentioned, like Giordano, I don't see coming back to the Leafs. Unless he signs, like, maybe a league minimum. Uh, Blackwell. Wow, we really got Blackwell and Giordano just for the season, eh? So in game two, Willie Nylander scored two goals, but he was a minus one. So think about that for a second. (laughs) In game two, what was the final score of game two? It was 5-3, wasn't it? Yeah. 5-3. Yeah, Yeah, because they roared back late. Yeah, and we almost... It was a plus one in the series... Uh, he was a minus nine this year. Minus nine. <laughs> In the regular season. In the regular season, he was a yeah. minus nine. Okay, so yes, maybe he is a liability. Yeah, I'm t- uh, what I'm saying is that he's just, he is a liability all around. Like, yeah, he can score, but at what cost? <laughs> I don't think um, Sheldon Keefe got, ever got the lines right. Like, yes, he got Matthews, Martyr, and Bunting correct, but there was a lot of shuffling going on throughout the entire season 
and then that shuffling continued into the playoffs. If you don't have your line set for the playoffs and you keep shuffling things around, like, yes, if some player is not hot in a game and you want to get him going, you shuffle around the lines a little bit. But the fact that the lines were changing almost every single game just shows that, like, we need to work on our, our, I don't know, camaraderie, I guess. It's just like, yeah. And this this line of Matthews, Marner, and Bunting this season was super impressive. One, if not one of the best lines in the league. But it did hurt us that Bunting was injured for the first game. I don't think he was fully healthy. Nylander did, was coming off of food poisoning um, at the end of the season and going into the playoffs. And you could see that in the his playing style, just for a little bit at least. Like, this is the time where all of these injuries, like, are, like, they're not disclosed to the to the public mm-hmm. until after the teams are eliminated. And you see, like, who needs to get surgeries. And, like, Austin Matthews had an off-season surgery last season. It's insane. Like, Austin Matthews had a 60-goal year. You, you got to consider the, the great, the greatness that happened in this season. I wouldn't blade, I wouldn't blow this team up. Uh, John Tavares had an okay season. Yeah, he didn't have a great season. He isn't the $11 million player that we paid for, but he is still our captain. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still the leader on this team. He's, I don't know. I, I would look for him to have a bounce back season next year. How many more years is he under contract? He's only 31. Well, when he signed a contract, it was like an eight-year contract. So he signed a seven-year, $77 Seven year. million dollar contract, 2018. So, I mean, he's still got another four years to go, three or four years. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Like, JT is going to retire as a Toronto Maple Leaf. So Austin Matthews is under contract through 2023. Um, Nylander through 2023. Marner through 2023. Um, so this is literally it like next season if we don't win it that's yeah. it Tavares through 2024 so I say this team has one more season to get it right and then blow it up well they have two more seasons 2023 so said. 2021 is the year that we just finished off 2021 2022 because we just went over so they have they're under contract for two more years um Tavares is under contract for three more years. I stand by my statement though. If we don't win next year, it we gotta blow up the team. TJ Brody and Muzzin are on contract for two more years. Morgan Riley needs to be re-signed. Does Morgan Riley get re-signed? You don't think Morgan Riley gets re-signed? I think we, we should, but does he? Or do we use that, what what is it, $5.5 million contract somewhere else? I don't know. He, he was signed for $5 million a year. They got to re-sign him long term. That's the, the one thing that's different about this year, and I've said it before, I said it earlier, is that I'm not upset. I'm not as, I am upset with the Leafs, but I'm not as upset with the Leafs. Actually, never mind. He's he should be under contract this year. Who, Riley's Riley? only twenty seven. Yeah, no, he's still super young, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he is under contract because he just signed recently. Mm-hmm. He signed an extension. 
Um, but no, as I was saying, like it's it's he had a beauty goal last night too. He did. It was the second leaf goal of the game, and it should have stayed the second leaf goal of the game. Instead, it was the first leaf goal of the game. Yeah. The refs literally controlled this entire series. The phantom calls that were happening in game six, in game five even, and last night you call a goal back. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. The refs should literally be ashamed. We're seeing it. I know we're not going to talk about baseball today, but the umpiring in baseball has just been so bad this season. And people are often grouping that together with the NHL refs because the NHL refs have been so bad. Yeah. Like, what do you... It's just so... Like, I feel so defeated right now. And I, I was at work last night watching the game with two to 300 other Leafs fans who were all collectively thinking the same thing. Like, what else do we have to do? Literally, what like what's the answer here? What else do we have to do? You got to give a shout out to Tampa Bay. Um, they're going for the three-peat. They've won the last two. Honestly, I hope they do. I hope you they know, get it. And I don't know. The Leafs are incredibly defeated today. You know, the Twitter's obviously blowing up at the expense of Leafs. Um, 106 points by Matthews this year. He's still well into his prime. I, I, I don't know where they go from here. You know, there's only one way because they can't get any lower than this, right? They do this every year. We were way angrier than this last year. And even... When the final horse horn sounded and the Leafs lost game seven last night, it was almost like, you know, I was numb to the pain. But like you talk, you hear like uh, Matthews and, and Marner talk about the fans that stayed after the final whistle, after the buzzer and cheered this team on. Like saying, thank you for an amazing season. Probably because they were all wasted. I was yeah. definitely not there cheering them on, thanking them for a great season. A lot of a lot of the NHL analysts are saying that this Leafs team needs to run it back with the core that they have. Yeah. And I, yes, of course. Um, last night, like Has I said, checked on Steve Dangle. He posted his his uh, reaction video last night, and I watched. It's a it's a thirty three minute video. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first maybe 10 minutes when I got home from work. I was exhausted and I was, I watched the first 10 minutes. And I was like, you know, what? I can't do this now, but <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um, the first, like maybe the first two minutes in, he starts just screaming and there's just this montage of him screaming in different Leafs jerseys throughout that he's had throughout his life. And he talks about like how he's he's literally never been happy as a Leafs fan, and he's screaming like we all know the Steve Dangle scream. Love the guy, um, but he one of part of the montage is him wearing his first Leafs jersey, and it doesn't fit him. His like stomach is hanging out. It's like looks like a t-shirt on him. He can't put yeah. his arms down, but he's literally screaming as he's wearing this jersey. And he actually has uh, an NHL referee jersey that he has on at one point. 
And he looks down and he's like, how did I get a Tampa jersey? Oh, my it God. It just goes right on. But, like, yeah. He's he's obviously, like, by the end of the video, he's pulling his hair out. But, but yeah. It's, um... There's, there's, that's the one thing about this season. There's been... At, after this Game 7, there have been funny responses. Last season, if, if you watched the Stevie Angle episode from last season after the Game 7, it was him basically saying... I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like literally defeated saying, I don't know if I can come back and do this again. I don't blame him, man. Like it takes a lot out of you. You know, it takes a real, real lot out of you. And like for Steve Dangle to be isolating and dissecting and, and live streaming every game. Yeah. He's every doing it single on YouTube. Game. Yeah. And for, have you seen his heart meter? His heart <laughs> No, I haven't seen that. He literally, he has, he's wearing, um, I don't know what, it, but a, a monitor on him. And his heart rate is in the top of the screen as he's watching the game. His heart rate <clears throat> is up to like 160. Like that's near heart attack level. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 160? Well, I know because I'm, I'm a professional Apple Watch wearer. And so when I'm at the gym and I'm like going as hard as I can, I get to maybe like 130. He's up at 160 watching a Leafs game. Screaming and watching this team fail us yet again. And getting that hope up there. But yeah, the one thing about this season is that there have been funny responses. Because we're I don't think we are as defeated as we were last season. Yeah, I'm just honestly like I'm heartbroken that we won't be able to see Steve Dangle celebrate. A series win, you yeah. know, at least for another year. And hopefully he runs it back. And, you know, oh, I, same with his team. And hopefully he'll be back and, and we, we get to see his, you know, heart explode um, out of happiness instead of heartbreak, you know, and, and rage. Um, all that rage is, it, it's not healthy. I'll tell you that. It's not healthy for anyone that lives in Toronto that grew up a Maple Leafs fan that still is a Maple Leafs fan. I'm just fucking devastated we couldn't see who um, or what order the Leafs hand out their Stanley Cup to when they win. Oh, we want to have that conversation. You know, I, I'm just because this is, let's be honest here, this is the DNA of a Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay, they've won many Stanley Cups, but they've lost many series along the way to get where they are now. They remember they got swept by Columbus yeah, so in their record-breaking season. They um I'm not the Leafs are obviously a lot um deeper uh in series losses than Tampa Bay is, but Tampa Bay lost a lot before winning with the core that they have with Kucherov, with Stamkos, with Hedman, like they they lost a lot before they started winning. So perhaps the Leafs you know, despite what this core has gone through the last four years with Tavares, Riley, Matthews, Marner, maybe, you know, next year it'll all come together and they'll actually find some things bouncing we said that way. That this season. We said literally it's there was all these teams, all these great championship teams have gone through so much heartbreak. <clears throat> this is just adding on to our heartbreak, unnecessary heartbreak. I saw a stat last night where it was the Leafs are the first franchise in major North American sports ever to lose five game sevens, five do or die 
playoff series in the first round in a row. Five years in a row, we've lost in Game 7. Five years. We've made it to Game 7 and then lost. Yeah. In their first round series. Even Columbus in that 3-2 series. Yeah. I don't even... In the play-in. Uh, technically, it wasn't even the playoffs. It was the play-in. If this Once this team... I'm not going to say once, but if this team ever wins a first round... This this city is going to act like we just won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Do you know how close this series was? Yeah, it went. To yeah, it went back and forth. But the Leafs had twenty four goals in the series. Mm-hmm. The Lightning had twenty three. The shots. The Leafs had two hundred and sixteen. The Lightning had two hundred and fifteen. Oh my god! This was a very close matchup, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not as defeated this year as I was last year. Last year was despicable. I can't even say it enough. Last season, when losing to the Montreal Canadiens after being up 3-1, they didn't show up to any game, even the games they won. But this season, it was so close. We shouldn't have even lost last night. The refs called back a goal that should not have been called back. And I will say that till I'm blue in the face. The refs controlled that game last night. And if I was part of the coaching staff i would say the same thing and i would probably get fined for it but the refs literally controlled that game they controlled the series the leafs <coughs> were a good team this series they went to bat even in the dying moments last night they were all over tampa they just ran into andre vasilevsky they were all over them for the second and third period trying to come back it, was, it honestly looked like we were on a power play for the entire third period. We just couldn't get anything in the net. Which was so frustrating, but it, it leads me to believe that this team absolutely can run it back. They have to. I mean, they, they dominated the regular season. Take away right. the, the, the pieces on the side, like your yeah. Giordano's and your Blackwell's. That's fine. Even Spezza. I love him to death, don't get me wrong, but like I don't know if he's the answer there. Don't get rid of Shanahan. Don't get rid of Kyle Dubas. Don't get rid of Sheldon Keefe. Keep their whole coaching staff on. Defense, I'm telling you. And a new goalie. Soup I don't was, think you need a new goalie. Soup was good, but he wasn't great. Yeah, but who else of right now, if you look at this offseason... Who else would be willing to be available to us? Eric Colgren. Shalgren. I'm calling you. Eric. Say it Eric every single Colgren. time. Eric Shalgren. Eric Yalgren. And we still have Mrazek for another two years on a stupid contract. I think he's the future. If we can get a rental goalie who's a veteran who can. Peter Mrazek. He's not good, though. I know he's not. I got to buy him out. He's the veteran. I don't know what they do. I don't think you get rid of Soup. I think Soup stays. But They're going to bring him back. He's going to demand a high contract, though. He's going to get a lot of attention as a free agent. He's un- unrestricted, so he can talk mm. to anyone he wants. He was 24-9-4 this year, 265 goals against, and a 914 save percentage. He was good. That's good. Four That's shutouts. Um, but again, this is the biggest workload he's ever seen. You know, and... He faces a lot of shots because of our defense. 
because of our holes in our defense. And people are going to talk about Matthews. One thing before we sign off here, um, Matthews had big time game five, game six, game seven. He came in and he He was throwing his body around. He's not known to be, you know, a contributor in the hits category, but game four, he had four hits game or sorry, game five, he had four hits game six, he had six hits and game seven, he had seven hits. He's out there throwing it all on the line. You could see it. Yeah. He was finishing checks. That is what we need out of our leadership. You know, our assistant captains and our captain, you know, and that's what we need. And they showed up. I will say Riley, Matthews, Marner, and Tavares all showed up. They just couldn't get it done. Every Yeah, everyone, every season, every series in the past has been, oh, Marner needs to be traded because he didn't show up. Willie needs to be traded. Austin Matthews needs to be traded. JT. But they all showed up in this series. Yeah. That's what is the most frustrating they all had great series. Series is whatever. They all played really well. Even Riley played well. Riley scored a hell of a goal last night. And he was putting in the work defensively too. He just and can't do it all by himself. They just got beat by a guy for, with two first names. And one thing I will... <laughs> Fucking Nick Paul. Nick Paul. One thing I will say, again, before we sign off here is the Leafs in their post-game press conferences, they care. They care a lot. They wanted to win this series so bad. That's the one thing you can maybe say about other teams is that when they're eliminated from the playoffs, they're like, eh, it's whatever. But this team was holding back tears in their post-game press conferences. Marner was holding back tears. This team cares a lot. Keep the same team. Run it back next year. Run it back. That is going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later this week. Fuck yeah, bud. Go Leafs, go. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 